you're listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. We're the business development resource for group practice owners, where we talk candidly about business ownership and leadership. From practice building tips to live coaching to real talk episodes with other group practice owners, we're the resource you've been looking for to help you grow your group practice. I'm your host, group practice owner and entrepreneur, Maureen Werbach. This episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes is an online EHR, practice management, and billing software designed for mental health professionals. Therapy Notes has everything you need to manage patient records, schedule appointments, create rich documentation, and bill insurance right at your fingertips. They offer free and unlimited live support seven days a week. Their streamlined software is accessible wherever and whenever you need it. To get two free months, go to www.therapynotes.com forward slash r forward slash the group practice exchange. Need a new accountant or bookkeeper? Meet Green Oak Accounting, an accounting firm that works specifically with private practices. They do all of your accounting needs from budgeting to accounting to bookkeeping and payroll to building your dashboard. On top of that, they can help you set up your profit first systems. Go to greenoakaccounting.com and mention the group practice exchange for $100 off your first month. Welcome back to another episode. So today you're going to be hearing a clip from one of my master classes inside the exchange. This clip is going to be specifically for those that are looking to start their group practice. So if you are beyond the startup space, you can skip this week and uh, spend the 15 minutes you would spend listening to this doing something fun and self-carry for you. Now, for those of you that are in that initial space of just getting ready to bring on that first person, this will be a good um, clip for you to listen to. So what you'll be hearing is a part of a training that I had um, last month on starting a group practice, some of the procedures and practices that you want to set up for your um, group practice to be set up successfully. And the particular clip you're going to hear, I'm talking about startup costs Um, specifically around, um, you know, starting your group practice. So one of the things that I I talk a little bit in depth about is how to sort of forecast your spending when it comes to um, the office decor and furniture, um, because it's one of the, those are one of the things that I feel like you can really start to go overboard on if you're not paying attention. And so I talk a little bit about how I budget for it, even now, with all the locations that I have. So take a listen and I'll hear from you in a little bit. All right. All right. So I want to start with the startup costs um, before we jump into anything else, because I know that's one of the questions that those who are just getting ready to either expand their solo practice and bring on a, a clinician or are in that like first step, try to anticipate what does it cost? What does that look like? And so this is a pretty rough general sense of kind of those startup costs. So we have all of the kind of basic things that probably most of us know about, which is EHRs, um, malpractice insurance, um, rent, obviously that kind of varies by state. For Okay, so with furniture and office decor, one of the things that I did right from the beginning was think about a budget for myself per room. And I count the waiting room as a room as well. And so my um, costs, anytime I open a location and I have a handful of locations, 
is that I try to budget $1,500 for each individual room. And that gives me a sense of if I'm gonna have a six office space with a waiting room, so seven rooms, around what the cost should be at the end of the day. It keeps me in line so that I don't overspend um, and helps me stay in a within a certain type of budget. At this point, I already have a setup for what couches I like and um, what office uh, decor I like. And so I figured my budget out pretty well. But that's something to really think about as you potentially expand your office location into multiple offices or moving forward multiple locations because it can get pretty pricey if you don't have some sort of budget in mind. So I like my budget of 1500, it works really well. I'm, I'm able to get all the things that most therapy offices have, couches, chairs, desks, um, lamps, wall decor, all of that kind of stuff with 1500. That's me being also a little thrifty. I don't go, you know, I get a couple of West Elm type things. So our therapist chairs are probably the most expensive chairs, but a lot of the other things I get between, you know, Ikea, Home Goods, World Market, those kind of things, places where it's not as expensive. So it really depends on how you want to spend within each room. But I suggest coming up with a price per room once you figure out your style and what your offices need so that moving forward, you can stay within a certain budget and not go overboard. Um, and then for employee-based practices, you want to consider, oh, I just noticed that this is a little hard to see. Um, for em employee-based practices, here, is that a little better? Yeah. You're going to have to consider when you're thinking about how to pay your staff, you're going to want to consider one, workers' compensation. When you have employees, you're going to be paying for workers' comp. And good rates are around 23 cents to 35 cents for every $100 of income. I know this was a hard concept for me to figure out, um, but essentially you can you can contact different workers' compensation policies. I use Gusto for my payroll and they have workers' comp in there that I think is really a great rate that is through the company called AP Intego. And um, my rates are somewhere in between 23 cents and 35 cents for every $100 that you're paying in payroll to a person. So if someone makes nothing, you're not paying any workers comp. If someone is paying, if you're paying someone at the end of payroll $100, let's say for a session they had, then you're gonna be paying about 23 cents to 35 cents for that um, $100 that you paid out. You're also going to be needing to pay for malpractice insurance if you have employees. For contractors, um, these things are not a part of it. And so with contractors, you're essentially just paying whatever the dollar amount or percentage split, whatever the compensation style that you've chosen to have with your contractors, that's going to be it. Um, they're going to be in charge of their own um, taxes. You are not going to pay any sort of employer taxes. You're likely not going to need workers' comp or to pay for their malpractice insurance. Um, so these, this is really specifically for employer-based practices. Um, you're then in a paycheck going to be paying out to the IRS, your state's Department of Revenue, unemployment tax, and any sort of benefits you add. So the IRS uh, at this point is around 7.65%. And then the Department of Revenue, so Ours, mine is the Illinois Department of Revenue. Every state has their own Department of Revenue um, is 3.75%. So that can vary very slightly. Um, and then unemployment tax is 
about a half a percent. Um, so when you hear people talk about commission-based practices and how um, contractors make around 10% more, that's really where this is coming from because um, as an employer-based practice, if you choose to have employees, you're going to be paying about 10%-ish in uh, taxes on your staff's payroll. So where when they're contractors, they're going to have to be safe. You're paying no ta employer taxes. You're just giving them straight up whatever dollar amount that they are owed. And then it's on them to save on the side about 30%, right? Just as you are a sole proprietor um, and you're probably saving around 30% to pay taxes at the end of the year, they're doing the same thing. But when they are employees, that 30-ish percent, you're essentially um, paying around 10% of that. And then they're gonna be paying around 20% as an employee. So that's where some of the taxes get taken out of their paycheck and you're paying some um, payroll taxes as well. So that gets split. And that's why um, there's this like false notion that contractors are paid more. And if it's done correctly, it's that's not actually the case. It's just that they are in charge of paying 100% of their taxes, which is why you as a business, if you have contractors are gonna be paying out more, around 10% more, because you're, kind of putting those taxes on the contractor. They have to pay that as their own business person. But when they're employees, it'll look like they're being paid less because you have to account for the fact that you're actually absorbing a bunch of their taxes, about 10%. And you wanna also think about the fact that if you're gonna be offering any benefits, time off, sick time, health insurance, any of those things, you're, that is part of their compensation. And so you want to make sure when you first start to bring people on that you're not overcompensating them because it makes it really hard to then add additional benefits at the, you know, a year, two years down the line as you get used to running your business because you've front loaded all of that uh, available pay into their actual paycheck and aren't leaving enough income to be able to offer additional benefits later on. So benefits are a part of that compensation. And you wanna make sure that if there are any benefits that you wanna be offering, that you're um, paying attention to that and factoring that into whatever your compensation that you wanna be able to pay your employees. Um, again, with contractors, you're not offering benefits. That is something you can't do. Um, if you start to offer benefits, you're uh, stepping into misclassifying them as contractors and potentially getting in trouble with that, uh, with the IRS or with your state. All right, what did you guys think? Um, I, If you have a process that is working for you, if you're an established group practice owner who decided to listen to this, let me know how you budget for your office space specifically. It's one of those things that as you get multiple locations or multiple office suites, it can become quite a cost if you don't, have a system for making sure that you kind of stay organized with your finances around that startup. So um, hopefully that was helpful in getting you sort of prepared mentally on some of those basic costs that every group practice is going to be dealing with when they first start up so that you can be prepared when you bring that first person on. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Group Practice Exchange podcast. Like what you heard? Give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening from. Need extra support? Join The Exchange, a membership community just for group practice owners with monthly office hours, live webinars, and a library of trainings ready for you to dive into. 
visit www.members.thegrouppracticeexchange.com forward slash exchange. See you next week.